This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Betting Weekly podcast. We're back for our Europa League edition, looking forward to another exciting set of fixtures. And joining me to do so are the brilliant James Eastham. James, how are you, my friend? Welcome back. Yes, very well. Thank you, Harry. My first show on the Europa League. So looking forward to it and hoping we can add some profit. I'm sure we will. I'm confident. And also joining us is uh, Mr. Carlos Santos, Mr. Primera Liga himself. He's flying this season, as are you, James, but uh, we'll come on to that in a minute. We'll have a quick look at the league tables. Uh, Carlos, how's it going in uh, Rabat, where you are at the moment? Very good, mate. Very good. Thank you very much. It's been a while. Here we go again. Here we go again, indeed. Um, let's have a quick look at the Bet Rivers uh, Handicappers League table. Uh, as you can see, we've uh, wheeled out the big guns this week because uh, James's uh, League and podcast sits right at the top of the pyramid, uh, plus nine units in profit. And the Primera Liga is not a million miles behind in second on uh, plus 578. So uh, the guys will be uh, hoping to replicate that form here in the Europa League, where we're just a little bit behind. Uh, we're on minus 158 on the season so far. So a little bit of work to be done, but I'm sure we can get there uh, this week, uh, courtesy of these two uh, brilliant handicappers. Uh, let's start with you, James, uh, for the first pick. Uh, it involves uh, a league side. Uh, they take on Carabag. That's nonce. Uh, talk to us about this one. Yeah, Nantes versus Carabag. Uh, game taking place in France this week, Harry. Home match for Nantes who have really struggled in Europe this year, which for those of us who follow League One has been, has been a bit of a disappointment, actually, because there was a lot of excitement about Nantes getting back into Europe. And it is back into Europe because they hadn't been in Europe for nearly two decades. And this is a, a team who, out of France, have got quite a proud European tradition if you go back to the 1980s and the 1990s. So they got into the Europa League having won the French Cup last year rather than through the league and uh, you could argue that's a factor actually in why they struggled in the competition because they were really a mid-table team in league one last year um, and they're actually doing worse than that this year in league one they're down near the bottom so yeah it's been a struggle for them they're in group g they're third in this group out of four teams freiburg are flying in this group with 12 points then you've got carabag on seven points, then Nantes on three points and Olympiacos on one point, bringing up the rear. So my tip on this game is Carabag actually on the Asian handicap with a zero goal start, which is available at minus 102. So this is basically a bet on Carabag not to lose the game. If it finishes in a draw, you will get your stakes back. 
And if Carabag win, then you've made a profit. Um, so I'm sorry in a way to be tipping against a League One side with that being my my league. But I, I do think Nantes will struggle. Um, they've struggled in Europe really badly. Um, and if you just look at the game between these two sides when they first met away from home for Nantes, uh, they were beaten 3-0 and they were quite badly beaten by Carabag. It was a very difficult trip for them. They got totally outclassed and that really has been the story of the European season so far for Nantes. They've really, really struggled. They won their first match, which was the easiest game they've had so far. They won 2-1 at home to Olympiakos. Then they had that 3-0 beating uh, from Carabag and then they've then lost the home and away matches against Freiburg 6-0 uh, if you add the two scores together. So they've really struggled. And I think if you're looking for an explanation why, why are Nantes doing so badly in Europe? It's partly down to how small the squad is. Simple as that. They've got a really small squad of players. And the weekly challenge of playing in Europe and playing in League One has just been too much for them. Um, We know because of the World Cup, the schedule is, is condensed this season. The turnaround for clubs, I think, with smaller squads has been really, really tricky. And they, they've struggled. It's just been it's been very difficult for the manager, Antoine Camboire, to, to rotate from one game to the next, from, from League One to Europe. And they've looked tired and they've looked drained. And I think I think it'll be a really tough match for them. I think the other factor is that will they still believe they're in with a chance in Europe of getting through? I'm not sure they will. You know, they're four points behind Carabag going into this game with two matches left. Do they really think they can overhaul them? So... I've got question marks about that. And I think Carabag have looked like a really, really solid side in Europe. Um, they'll go into this knowing that if they if they get a draw, they'll keep that four-point gap over Nantes, which is all they need to do. Um, and they've kept three clean sheets in their four matches so far. They lost 2-1 to, to Freiburg away from home, which if you look at the group now, you think, well, that's probably gone with the form book when you look at it now. Apart from that, they've kept three clean sheets. They they beat Nantes 3-0, they beat Olympiacos 3-0, and then they've drawn 0-0 in their second match against Olympiacos. So really solid set of performances from Carabag. And they'll go to Nantes, really, I think, to set up that way, to try and be solid again. And, uh, you know, I think their chances of avoiding defeat based on what we've seen from these two sides so far are, are, are actually pretty good. Um, so Nantes for me is going to be another tough night for them in Europe they've improved a little bit recently in League One but I do think uh, the challenge both mentally and physically of playing in Europe has has just been a little bit too much for them so far so as I say sorry to have to do it to a League One side but I'm siding with the opposition here I'm back in Carabag and as I say that Asian handicap pick zero goals Asian handicap pick you'll basically get your money back if the game ends in a draw and you'll make a profit if if Carabag get all three points in France this week. Fantastic. And it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. There's a lot of clubs around Europe at the moment struggling to deal with the condensed schedule and struggling to deal uh, with the fact that they've got to play sort of Thursday and then the weekend uh, in the Europa League or Europa Conference League. It's not easy at mm. all. Um, Carlos, Union Berlin, who are having a great season in the Bundesliga, uh, they take on Braga. Talk to us uh, about your thinking behind this one. Yeah, one of the teams that's actually not struggling uh, because of the this condensed schedule is Braga, who are doing amazing uh, in the in the Primeira League in Portugal. Um, and yeah, they just came from another consistent and quality win uh, against Sturil away from home with uh, Vitinha, who's actually also 
pre-called up for the World Cup, scoring an amazing goal. This young uh, young striker is uh, gonna. All eyes are gonna be on him uh, in uh, in a couple of months if they're not already. Um, the first match between these two sides um, went Braga's way. Braga Braga beat uh, Braga beat uh, Union Berlin at home by one uh, by one nil. Um, and yeah, my bet for this one is for both sides to score and for us to have over two goals. This is at uh, 2.28. Curiously, Union Berlin uh, has been very consistent, not only in the Bundesliga, but also in, uh, in Europa League. They've only conceded two goals. And uh, one of them was against Braga. Uh, but the problem is that uh, they don't know how to score in the Europa League, because they only have two goals scored as well. So I'm going... Um, I don't want to be uh, seen as a Phil Collins, but I'm going against all odds here and say that uh, there's going to be more than two goals in this match, okay? Uh, because uh, that's precisely what makes the odd attractive, 228. This, uh, these two sides, the group is open still. The second spot is still open. Uh, Union Saint-Gilloise uh, has the first spot guaranteed because they're playing Malmo and uh, that should be a win for them. So they will be ahead with 13 points and will top the group uh, without any question. And then the second spot is open between Braga and Union Berlin. Um, and yeah, I think Union Berlin are one point behind right now with six and Braga has seven. So cannot really, they cannot really stand and wait for a draw. They have to go for the win. And to go for the win, they'll open up. And to open up, that means that we're going to have a, a, a good game, a quality game, a, a faster-paced game maybe than we are used to see from Union Berlin because they are... They can be a bit boring sometimes. Uh, and just before losing against Bochum this um, this past weekend, they actually were on a five-game winning streak without conceding goals. So again, another thing that goes against Braga's way and against uh, our odds when we're speaking about over two goals in this match. Uh, but what I'm sure of is that Braga will not play for a draw. Even though they are they are a point uh, above uh, um, above uh, Union Berlin here, uh, they scored in all their matches in the Europa League, and I don't see why they cannot do it this time again. You know, so the second spot is still open, and Braga plays their final match at home with Malmo, which, if that's a sure win, as I ever heard, you know, I think Braga are going to get that home win. So I think they're going to finish the the group with ten points, and. It, it's really up to Union Berlin to step it up and to show up that they wanted a bit more. Braga have no fear. Union Berlin must go for the win if they want to stay in the in the Europa League. So I can definitely see us having uh, two goals in this game. Over two goals in this case. Good stuff. I mean, when I woke up this morning and I looked at my diary and saw that we were doing Champions League shows and Europa League shows, I didn't expect the Phil Collins pun. Mm. So I've got to say, Carlos, 10 out of 10 for that. That was brilliant. Thank cool you very much. you got to find a way to put it in, you know. That's it. Brilliant <laughs> stuff. Uh, James, let's come back to you, mate. Monaco uh, take on Ferenc Varos. What are your thoughts on this one? Yes, you have to... You have to um be a bit of a League One fan, I think, to, to back Monaco here. But I'm willing to do that. The reason I say that, Harry, is they've been such an unpredictable side this season. Again, for those that don't maybe follow League One closely, there's a lot of talent in this Monaco team. 
Um, think of players like Wissam Ben Yedder, who've got great scoring records at club level in Europe, both in European competition and in league competition. There's other players in that side that people may or may not know. Benoit Badia-Shiel at the back, who is a, a really promising cent- central defender, who's just won his, his first France cap. So Monaco are a talented side, and I, I'm backing them here to win away from home at Ferenc Varos. Uh, they're minus 106. If you look at the league table, you might think, well, is it worth backing Monaco? Because Ferenc Varos are top of this group, this Group H in the Europa League with nine points. Then you have Trabzonspor with six, Monaco with six, and Red Star Belgrade with, with three points. So Monaco go into this game three points behind Ferenc Varos, and they also lost at home to Ferenc Varos the first time these two sides played each other. So on first glance, you look at it and you think, well, there are factors here that mean that backing Monaco doesn't actually you know, make much sense. Um, the reason I'm willing to do it, and I'm willing to back this to be one of the games where actually Monaco do play towards their potential, is I think they've actually been quite unlucky in Europe so far. Um, and there's a couple of stats that would back that up. Um, one of them is the expected goal stats, which you know people may take a view on, whether they they believe in expected goal stats or you know, they're disciples of it or they take it with a pinch of salt. I don't know. But Monaco actually have the fourth best expected goals record out of all 32 teams in this competition. So their expected goals, if you were to add it up on the four games they've played so far, is really, really strong, um, which would suggest, again, in simple terms, that they've probably played better than their results would say so far which you could argue means that they're due a big win. And actually, the opposite is true of Ferenc Varos. Their expected goals, they've actually been the weaker of the two sides on the expected goals in all four of their games so far. So they've they've somehow managed to get nine points on the board, despite arguably being outplayed, certainly in terms of chances, um, in all four of their group games so far. So, yeah, I suppose that's the statistical way of saying I think this group table is probably not quite right. And I think that the difference that you see at the moment, looking at the league table between Ferenc Varos and Monaco, three points, is quite probably a bit misleading. Um, so, yeah, I'm willing to back Monaco to win this game, even though it's away from home, even though they're minus 106. And yeah, just in terms of motivation, you might wonder, how important is the Europa League to some of these teams? Do they want to go through? Are they going to throw everything into it? What we can say for Monaco is that they are taking this extremely seriously. Um, as a club, they've got a very proud European tradition. Uh, they do, they've done well in the Champions League not that long ago. We saw them getting to the semi-finals of that competition with that with that great team with uh, Mbappe and, and Radamel Falcao. Not long ago, they've got to European, you know, European finals in the past. So they're looking to do really, really well. They are taking it seriously. It would be a massive underachievement for them to go out in the group stages. There's absolutely no chance of them taking this game lightly, um, and they'll, you know, they'll see this as a winnable match. I think, despite the fact that they go into it behind Ferenc Faros uh, in the table. So I, I do feel that the Monaco side that will turn up this week is better than I think the league table suggests. And for that reason, I'm, I'm willing to back them here, even though their minus 106 might be a bit short for some people, but I, I think they can do it. Good stuff. Uh, Carlos, I'm surprised to see that you've uh, dipped into the French league and for your next pick, uh, Ren take on Fenerbahce. Talk to us about this game. Yes, unfortunately, I'm out of Portuguese team, so I have to go to Portuguese <laughs> coaches now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Fenerbahce to win at uh, 260 and um, 
there's in this group in this group group B uh, we're looking at uh, two qualified teams already. Okay, so that's already decided. Uh, Fenerbahce and Rennes are going through, um, and uh, AEK and uh, Dinamo Kiev are are not competing for a spot in the next round. So this is the the the, the picture right now of Group B. Um, these um, these two teams face uh, face a, a position and they are fighting for a spot um, to top the to top the group right now. So depending on how their uh, their next conference uh, are in their domestic leagues we might be looking at a bit of a change here and there and uh, maybe james can uh, can even jump in here for ren uh, because i think that uh, we might see a couple of changes to the team's usual starting lineup both for ren and fenerbahce because this is not a do or die game and they are already in the next stage you know wouldn't you agree james yeah, I think so, Carlos. I think uh, Ren are one of the teams actually from France who've actually handled this rhythm that we, we've talked about of European and, and League One really, really well. I think it's partly because they had good practice last year. They did really well last year in the Europa Conference League while dealing with the league programme as well. But having said that, you're absolutely right. I think the fact that this is sort of a dead rubber game is something that their manager, Bruno Genesio, will take full advantage of. Um, he's not talked about it yet, but they're hugely ambitious in League One to do very, very well this season. And they're actually League One's most informed team at the moment. I think they've won five out of their last six. So yes. the, the question at Ren is, can we keep that going to the World Cup when we break and be in a really strong position in the league? And I think any opportunity to keep some of their top players fresh, fresh, to make sure they do that in these final sort of three match days, I think they have left. I think Genesio will take it. So I, I would not be surprised if we see yeah, a massively understrength side in this match from Ren. That's good. So uh, when it comes to the the the, the path that these teams have made so far in the Europa League, they have very similar goal difference um, right now. Uh, Fenerbahce has eight scored and four conceded, while Ren has seven scored and four conceded. So this is very, they, they've had similar paths in the in the Europa League. Um, they, in the first uh, in the first round, the first leg, they drew uh, two two in France. Now it's time to play in Turkey, and uh, playing in Turkey it's not easy. Huh? It's uh, it's never easy. George Zeus, uh, he's uh, one a uh, personal personal hero of mine. Uh, this uh, this mythical oh, coach, hair. mythical, great mythical coach, the maestro, maestro, maestro hair. His uh, his goal and Fenerbahce's goal is to make it through to the knockout stage, and that's done already. So that's also that factors that might factor in for rotation, um, but. I don't know. I, I, I think that it's never easy to play in Turkey, and I really think that will play a major role in uh, in uh, in this game. Look, Ren won both matches away, while Fenerbahce won both matches at home. Um, both sides might be uh, changing a little bit, as I said. So this uh, this home factor will be decisive, even if it's not a clean sheet uh, for Fenerbahce. I'm pretty sure that they will they will get the win at 260. Great stuff. Uh, let's come back to uh, James. Uh, Manchester United take on Sheriff Tiraspol. Now, uh, as a Cypriot, I was watching on uh, with a lot of interest when Manchester United took on Ammonia Nicosia over the two games. And Manchester United made incredibly hard work of both of those games. 
But you seem confident, James, that they're going to roll over Sheriff. Yes. To talk to us. Yeah, uh, I do. I, I do, Harry. Yes, I, I'm backing Manchester United here on the handicap. Um, it's a it's a good point you make. They didn't find those games easy, did they? It was, it was it was tough work for Manchester United. My my thinking here is that. Um, we are seeing, I think, at the moment, uh, Manchester United build some sort of momentum under Eric Ten Hag. I think since that 6-3 defeat to Manchester City, which is what, it's like three weeks ago now, early October, I think it was. We've seen Manchester United, if not always play well, certainly build um, a portfolio of results, which I've been quite impressed by, actually. They've gone six matches now since that defeat to City, and they've won four, they've drawn two, and they haven't lost any. And we've seen... Very recently in that run, a couple of, of really big performances, the 2-0 win at home to Tottenham and then the 1-1 draw against Chelsea. And then off the pitch, of course, Ten Hag's had this issue that I think most people will have heard about with Cristiano Ronaldo to deal with. And, and I think he's actually come through that quite well at the moment in terms of getting the balance right between focusing on that and actually wanting to stay focused on the football and make sure that everybody knows whether directly or indirectly, that you know the most important thing here are the players who are playing, and the most important thing is is Manchester United out on the pitch. And yeah, I've got a sense really recently that there is something building here at Manchester United, and I think because of that, they go into this game. If the results haven't always been fantastic, and if they haven't always won by big margins, with with real momentum, and you do sense something positive building there, both in terms of the team starting to come together. We've obviously seen big contributions recently from the likes of Casemiro and also Ten Hag starting to put his stamp on this club and that dressing room and bring people together. So, yeah, my my bet on this game is, is not really just on Manchester United to win, which is obviously going to be very short odds. It's on Manchester United on the Asian handicap, which is minus 2.25, which is available at minus 112. So it's a bet on Manchester United to win the game by three or more goals. And if they if they only win by two goals, then you'll get you'll only lose half your stakes. Um, so you've got a slight safety net there. Um, do I think United are good enough at the moment to go on and win by, by three goals? I, I think they are actually. I think they've got that in them. I think playing at home with momentum, even though they don't need to win this game in terms of getting through the group, I think they will want to go out there and, and continue where they are at the moment generally. And I think that will be a motivation in itself to keep building on what they've got at the moment. Um, and Sheriff Tiraspol, are they the sort of team that can put up meaningful resistance against the United side who should be fully focused? It doesn't really look like it if you look at their form and their results so far yep. in the in the group. Um, so they beat Ammonia Nicosia three uh, 0 which is which is an impressive win. But since then they've actually lost to nil to Manchester United the first time these two sides, and actually they've lost. Uh, to nil in both of their games, home and away to Real Sociedad. They lost 2-0 and 3-0 to Real Sociedad, as, as well as 2-0 to Manchester United um, in their first meeting against Ten Hag's team. So they, they've already lost by at least two goals in, in the three games where they've really been tested in this group. And I think Man United playing at home, there's every reason to think they can at least win by two goals again, which really is why I'm willing to back them with the Asian handicap. So, yeah, I think that... United's desire to just keep improving and keep pushing themselves. There's also competition for places as well, of course, at Manchester United. So players are needing to prove themselves every time they get picked. I think that really will be will be a key factor here. And it, it will also mean that if you, if United bring players on towards the end of the game, 
those players will want to make an impression as well. So I, I think we will see a committed uh, Manchester United performance here. Uh, and I think they can win this comfortably, which is why I, you know, I'm willing to back them on the Asian handicap to, to win by three or more goals here. And another thing that backs up your point is that United have tended not to make as many changes in the Europa League in terms of their starting lineup, maybe as some people thought they might when you looked at that group mm. going into it outside of Real Sociedad, two very beatable sides. And even still, Eric Ten Hag has kept it relatively strong because you make the key point, he's looking for momentum, he's looking to build and he's looking to build that winning mentality. So I think, yeah, I think you're onto something there. Uh, Carlos, let's come back to you. HJK versus Roma. You've uh, stuck with your theme of Portuguese coaches again. <laughs> Always. Stick to what you know, my friends. Stick to what you know. Uh, yeah, my bet here is for um, uh, Roma to win and both teams to score. No. So uh, the only one side to score in here, I'm thinking about Roma, uh, at 2.25. The first match between these two sides ended with a 3-0 win for Roma at home. Uh, and I don't think this will be much different, you know. Um, the teams uh, are much different, are, are really different in terms of quality. That we cannot compare the the either. We're not speaking only about the coach, but the team itself, the quality of the players. You cannot compare it, you know. Um, so I think this will go more or less the same way. And um, because the group is this way, so Betis has uh, Group C. We're talking about Betis has ten points. Ludo Goretz have seven. Roma F4 and uh, uh, Helsinki has, uh, has only one point. Um, HHK have no no way to uh, to make it to the next round of the of the UEL. They could make a late push for the Conference League, but let's be realistic and we know that that's not going to happen. Um, Roma, on the other hand, they have everything to play for and they only depend on themselves because. If they win this match, they make seven points. And then in the last match, they face Ludo Goretz at home. So they're they're depending on themselves, uh, unique, uh, unique, uniquely depending on themselves. So, yeah, I, I don't see uh, Mourinho joking around when it comes to clinching a, a spot in the next uh, round of the of the Europa League and uh, besides besides the position that Helsinki is in right now in the in the Europa League with only one point and very very few chances to make it to the Conference League might lead them to uh, look into their domestic league a little bit and say okay let's sit uh, three or four uh, four key players out why not uh, it's not like we're going to make something out of this anyway so let's bet on the domestic league right so I think that's one of the ways that they uh, that they can look at this game, and that's why I think that um, that Roma will get the categorical win, comfortable win, um, and Rui Patricio should not concede this time because we knows that we are on this. Okay, so Roma to win and uh, only one team scoring in this case, uh, Roma obviously at two twenty five. I think the odd is um, is it's high for uh, for what we can get out of this one, to be honest. And I think that it's actually likely to happen. 
Brilliant. Uh, good stuff. Let's uh, round up the guys' picks uh, going into week five of the Europa League. So James has gone for Carabag versus Nancy. He's gone for uh, Carabag, uh, draw no bet. That's at minus 102. He's gone for Monaco to beat Ferenc Varos. That's at minus 106. And Manchester United uh, to beat Sheriff Tiraspol by three or more goals. That's at minus one twelve. Uh, Carlos has gone for Union Berlin versus Braga. Both teams to score and over two and a half goals. That's at plus one twenty eight. Fenerbahce to beat Ren. That's at plus one sixty. And Roma to win, but both teams to score no in their game with HJK, and that's at plus. 125. As mentioned a little bit earlier on in the show, we're just a little bit below the profit line on our Europa League show so far this season. So we'll be hoping to put that right this time around. Big thank you to both of you guys uh, for your great picks. Fantastic insight. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Make sure you leave a like on the video. Get involved in the comments section as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Also, follow the Handicappers joint handle which is at Because We Win on Twitter and keep across all the latest updates. There are plenty of shows coming your way, covering a range of competitions, but also covering a wide range of sports. There's lots of stuff on the Bet Rivers Network. Make sure you're subscribed, as I say. Make sure your notifications are turned on and we'll see you all next time. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.